Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Vic Friends Podcast. My name is Valerie Molyneux, president and founder of this Vitiligo uh, support community. And it's my pleasure to come to you with my show entitled The Journey with Vitiligo. This is where I get to interview individuals nationally as well as internationally and to just discuss with them their journey, their stories about living and coping with vitiligo. We also want to let you know that this year it is our delight to be celebrating our 13th year with our podcast. Also, we want to let you know that our podcasts are being sponsored by my vitiligo team please we ask that you would like share subscribe but also follow our podcast because um you'll get notification as to when the next show is happening we thank you for your support and right now i ask that you sit back relax and enjoy my show the journey with vitiligo Well, hello, and welcome once again to another episode of The Journey with Vitiligo. As you've heard, my name is Valerie Molyneux, coming to you live from cold, cold Boston, Massachusetts, where it's 36 degrees. So I hope where you are, you're having a wonderful afternoon, evening, you know, the time has changed, so... Whatever you are doing at this point in time, hope you're having a good time doing so. I am delighted, honored, if you would, to have a person from the community that I've been watching for many years. As she's beautiful, we've watched her. I've watched her transition, um, you know, the story of the beautiful um, caterpillar blossoming into a butterfly. And I've never engaged deeply in conversation to know her story, her history, and I don't want to ask anyone. I want to get it directly from her. So, ladies and gentlemen, my special, special, special guest is none other than Miss Michelle Hood from Detroit, Michigan. And I want to open it up with her introducing herself and giving us a little backstory of who exactly is Michelle Hood? Welcome, Michelle. Hello. Well, thank you, Valerie. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I'm just little old me. <laughs> but, um, yes, um, for those that don't know, my name is Michelle Hood. Uh, I reside, well, I was born and raised in Detroit. I reside now maybe like 20 miles outside of Detroit. But, Detroit is still my home. That's what I claim. You know, I'm just on the outskirts, but, you know, still in the city. The, my vitiligo story started out rocky, and now all I can say is from growth, acceptance, I'm good. Butterfly. That butterfly story, right? <laughs> well, let's begin here. Um, I, I, I'm I, I, Married, children, what's your career? What, what, what's Michelle up to? What's Michelle about? 
Michelle has always been a people person. Um, I've always worked, um, actually, from a, you know, that's just in my history work. Um, I love people, and I've always been that way. Um, But uh, I worked um, school, and that's Mm -hmm. where I started. Um, I started being a second cook. So I would cook the kids' lunch, you know, um, and we did that. My kids went to a private school, a Christian Mm -hmm. academy. And so we did that. Uh, But before that, I've always worked in plants. Um, That was my main thing. I, I, I started out. I started out first as nursing with scared mm-hmm. needles, and I couldn't stick anybody. And I was like, I don't think I could do this. I could care for the patient, you know, yeah. and that was young, you know, when I was young. So that was back in the day when you can have nurses' aides. Now they're mm-hmm. CNNs and, you know, all these other high-tech names instead of just saying yeah. what they really are. But, um, yeah, I started out doing that, and then I just started – working into uh, plants and all mm-hmm. of that. And I think I, I was always anemic, and I, I know I'm going back and forth, but I believe that's mm-hmm. where working in those plants, I think that's where a lot of the things generated within my body that didn't show until later in age. Wow. Right? Um, so, uh, so at what age then did you start seeing spots? Oh my gosh, uh, that was only like what mm, in the two thousands. I didn't really? know. I've always had. I had like a pink lip, just uh-huh. on the top of my lip was pink. But remember, everybody used to use Carmex. Yes. Yeah. And my skin was so. I've always had sensitive skin, mm-hmm. so I just thought the Carmex was too rough for my lip. So mm-hmm. I stopped using Carmex. Right but I didn't know that that was a sign of my pigmentation going away. It was just one little spot on my lip. Wow. And so I stopped using the Carmex. And then a lot of 2003, just before that, like I had it on my lip, and then I had like a dot that came up above my temple. Mm. And when I would go see my general practitioner, he would always say, my ears would always itch inside of my ear, and I would get a body mm-hmm. pain. It just, but wow. you can't see down in you can't see down in your ears, correct? So mm-hmm. when I went to my doctor, he said, "Stop scratching your ears. Your ears are raw." And I was like, "My ears don't feel raw." And he said, "But your, you know, they would take the scope." So Mm-mm. basically, my vitiligo was ta- attacking. I know this now. I didn't know then. It mm-hmm. was attacking the inner parts of me, of the parts ear. that you couldn't see. Wow. So it started inside my ear, even though I had the little dot on my lip, huh. thinking that it was Carmex because my skin was so sensitive, didn't know wow. that it internally, it was happening internally. And I only wow. related that to later on because whenever I would itch, Mm-hmm. I would wake up, patch would be gone. Oh, my god! So wherever I would scratch, yes. you know, once I found out what I had, that's when I realized. But I think uh, 2003, mm-hmm. 2003 is when um, I got married. 
for my mom. So it was officially, was it officially diagnosed by a dermatologist officially? 2003? It was was 2002, I want to say. 2002, maybe 2000. I want to say, I'm going to just say 2000. 2000, because that's when um, my practitioner told me I needed to go to a dermatologist. Because right. I, I started getting a little spot on my temple. And that was the hmm. scariest thing that I had ever witnessed. And that's when I told Dr. Pandy that, you know, doctors at that time, I think everybody was experimenting. They didn't know what to do, yeah. how to do yeah. it. And thank God for our, our Dr. Harris, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I went to the doctors, they, I had to go to a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. And a doctor came in and he told me, he said, you have vitiligo. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, nutty me, right? You know, I, I was with my husband. We we weren't married. We lived together for five years. And I was mm-hmm. like, vitiligo, this man gave me something? Oh, wait. Oh, oh Lord Jesus. Death will be upon him. And I'm like, what is vitiligo? You know, I never heard of it. You yeah. know, and that so was my question. Was like, that was my next question to you. Had yes, you heard anything about heard it? Any family it? history? No. And and to be honest, to this day, no one in my family has it at all. Wow. So um, I was like, did a lie go? So the first thing, I was like, and they said, wait a minute. This was one doctor. He said, wait a minute. When he came back, Valerie, I was like, I turned peak red because I'm like, okay, I'm going to kill Andre. I'm going to kill him. Because it was like, I promise you, it was 15 doctors that came in. And I was telling Dr. Pandy that. It scares the living. Because I was like, am I getting, is this, is this something yeah. that's going to kill me? You right. know? And they said no. And I said, well, what is it? You know, because all of them came, I'm telling you, it was so it had to be That's the doctors scary. and the students, but they all came in. Wow. And it's just me. And I'm like, am I going to die? Is it going to kill yeah. me? What is it? And so they said, well, no, you, you won't die from it, but we're going to need to. They still didn't explain to me what vitiligo mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared. And I'm like, you're scaring me. And I don't like this. It's like 13 of you in here surrounding me. Hmm. What, what? I don't even know what this is. And so he was like, so are you uncomfortable? No, duh. And I have a flip mouth, you know, and I'm like, you know, and I'm going off. And so think? he told all of them to leave. Hmm. And I said, but why did you have all of them come in here? You shouldn't have. That scared me. So right. he explained to me what vitiligo was. Mm-hmm. But in my mindset, I'm like, okay. So they started me with the rayolite. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted me to come and do those treatments. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I told you on my temple, it was a small dot. Right. By the time I had to go to them three times a week, and I was stripped down, butt naked, and I, you know how you have to stand in the, in the light and in the light. Right. But it started making mine 
bigger. Uh-oh. It didn't take it away. Mine spread. And I said, wait a minute. I came in with a dot. Now I got a quarter. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm not coming back because you said it was going to go away, not get bigger. Right. But I never went back. I stopped going to uh, the university. I stopped. I didn't go back. And so they didn't so give you any built, like the, the topical treatments to try? No, no, what? no. The only time I found out, of, they were using me as an experiment because they yep. didn't know anything, right? And so that was 2000. By 2003, I met, um, I started meeting people because I started to spread. And then I worked mm-hmm. in the bank. Mm-hmm. And then um, with me working in the bank and dealing with money was dirtier than money. Right? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I deal with money. So then you can start to see where my hand, like the tip, of my hands Mm -hmm. to start to change. And I'm like, okay, wow. So it started, well, 2003, I'm going to go back. That's when my mom passed. Mm -hmm. When my mom passed. Stress. I think it's, yes. Mind you, they never could tell me anything about vitiligo Mm -hmm. except for a light, and they wanted to use me as an experiment, right? So, 2003, my mom passed, and I was under a lot of stress, losing my mom, and then I got married the same year. Why did I do that? But anyway, did that, and that brought on more stress. I started to retract like nobody's business, right? And then, so upon that, I started to, and I ended up with, like, the raccoon phase. And I called the raccoon phase where I still had color, but mm-hmm. around my eyes and around my mouth, and mine would be, like, disfigured. You know, I didn't have wow. segmental. I had, you know, generalized. And I called mm-hmm. mine the running free. It just ran wherever it wanted to run, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Mm-hmm. I had to deal with that. And I met someone. uh, I was up at Myers, and this guy came running out, and he was one of the greeters, and he was Mm -hmm. running to catch me. And I was like, look, I have my receipt. Nobody is stealing nothing. (laughs) He was like, no, no, I have vitiligo. And I'm looking at him like, vitiligo, but his pigment had come back. Right, and that's uh-huh. how I was introduced into Dr. Lim. Oh, wow. he told me about Dr. Lim, and I was like, "Okay, now everybody want to use me as a guinea pig. I'm turning, you know. I'm trying to mm-hmm. hide. I would go to the store because I figure half of the people I really, you know, they don't know me from Adam. I could run in the store and run out. I wouldn't mm-hmm. stay in long. I would always look down. I would never look anybody in their face, and." uh mm-hmm when he told me about Dr. Lim. And I said, oh, okay, thank you. Two, maybe yeah. a week later, uh, I had to go up in town to the community center, and there I met another lady. Hmm. I'm always meeting people, and I'm always talking. That's just, uh, 
me, I guess. Yeah. She knew Dr. Lim. We stood uh-huh. in line because we, we stood in line talking for the longest, and she's telling me about Dr. Lim, like the man did at Myers. And he said, uh-huh. go to him. I guarantee you your pigment will come back. That's how I ended up meeting Dr. Lim. Mm-hmm. I went to Dr. Lim. He told me he prescribed me Protopic. There you go. Within six months, all of my pigments had come back, except for around my mouth, wet areas, you know, like around my mouth, and like the tips of my finger, which wasn't bad because my whole hand mm-hmm. hadn't turned. And mm-hmm. then I'm, you know, I'm working in the vault. So I'm down in the vault and I deal with money. You know, you go in the vault in the banks. You don't, you go in, you don't know when you're coming out, right? Right. Money, money, money. So one of my hands started to really, it started to turn. And Mm. so Dr. Lim would tell me, he said, well, for your hands, it's hard for you to get color back from your hands because Mm -hmm. your hands are always moist. And I said, well, I could deal with that. And he, so he told me, he said, use this protopic. When I tell you, Valerie, my color came back and the parts that didn't, I could take makeup, you know, just, all yeah. I needed was a smidget. Yeah. It wasn't even that much to cover. Yeah. I couldn't believe that my color came back, you know, and Lee and I would talk about that. And he was like, you know, he had done, he had said he had done everything that he could and he was having the hardest time through his color he couldn't get repigmented you know and I felt so bad but the one thing that I will say and um, I'm probably getting off track you're you're so lucky that the protopic worked for you because I know of so many people like myself who it didn't do a Mm -hmm. thing for it worked for my husband Mm -hmm. not me but yeah. but but if you see me now, I don't have any pigment. All of my color is gone. I think um, your body is 100%, so I'll say 98% of my body. Maybe wow. I'll give it 97. I've, because, and, and then, like now, I'm starting to get pigment back. Hmm. And I hope Dr. Rich isn't listening. So the answer is no to Dr. <laughs> Rich because he'll be, come in, Michelle, you have pigment. I don't yeah. care. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it took me, it took me 10 years to get to this point. Well, yeah. it's more than 10 years now. But I yeah. went through that battle for 10 years. Yeah. But once I learned and I seen, and God would talk to me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I realized it was a hard battle. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, yeah. I, I was I was never at the point where I'm like, take my life. No, I love mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. but I was just like, for me at first, I thought because I had sinned that God was punishing me ah, for something. Yes. You know, and I was like, you know, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. What did I do? You know, and I I thought that I was, you know, coming up talking about being a leper or something, you know? Yeah. And so I thought that 
I had done something so bad mm-hmm. that the Lord was punishing me. But God yeah. doesn't work that way. You know? Not at all. And so all. I, I, I dealt with that for the longest. Mm-hmm. And so in my process, it was just the more I started to turn, and people could be so rude, so mm. nasty and mean. You know, we see the things that African American blacks had mm. to go through mm-hmm. segregation and things like that. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's what I had to go through, but it wasn't right. just from it wasn't from Caucasian people that were doing right. it. It would even be us, you yes. know. Ooh, yes. don't touch me. She's going to give me something, oh, you know, yes. and that would make you feel so belittled, yeah. you know, yeah. like, don't touch me. Oh, um, can you put the money on the, on the, oh, on the um, table? You know, they yeah. didn't want to take your money, you know, yeah. if they, they thought if they touched you, you they were going to catch what you had. Yeah. And my worst experience is, mm-hmm. I want to back it up a little bit. So here you mm-hmm. are. In the in the in, in the droves of this, your 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 this stuff is taking you over, and you you reference mm-hmm. that you have kids, correct? How did the, your kids, what? in the middle of it, how did your kids, your significant other, how did your family deal with you? Take how it? did they? Huh? How they, did they never said it? anything. They didn't. They never said anything. But, you know, I asked my mom, and i never forget, I told my mom, and this was before she passed, and I was like, am I really your daughter? Mm. And she said, girl, if you don't get your out my face before I hit you, I say, well, mm. I'm just asking because no one has what I have, you know. Right. And she said, girl, you my child, you know. But that's why at our last conference, I was saying no one addresses the elephant in the room. That's right. And when I stood up and I spoke, I said, no one. But I didn't understand what my mother was saying then until I had to come out of my storm, right? Mm -hmm. And so she said, we know you. That isn't you. So why do we worry about that? We know who you are. Wow. But the concept, and, and that's another thing that I addressed at the, con- uh, at the conference. We want people to accept us, but we mm-hmm. don't even accept us. Awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it clicked later. I understood what my mother was saying, and mm-hmm. that's my deliverance today when I speak to them. It's not about the outer package and what you see. Nope. This changes no matter what. The beauty is that society has put a stipulation on what's considered to be beautiful. Yeah. And beautiful only flows from the inside to the outer. Amen. Amen. You know Amen. what I'm saying? So yeah. that that's in you flows to the out which makes you shine. Yeah. So when you learn to know that, that no matter what, 
The world can make up so many things, and they take away from the true substance of an individual. Mm -hmm. And that's their heart and their soul. Yeah. And when you captivate that, that's who you fall in love with. That's who you begin to love. There you go. You you know, we've been so tainted with stipulations of what man wants to create and decide Mm -hmm. on what is. Yeah. When God makes no mistakes, (laughs) if we're in his image, that's who we're supposed to be. And I think, and that's why I tell them, I believe God. You never know your strength until you go through some things. Mm -hmm. And once you go through those things, you know it wasn't you, but you knew it was him that brought you through it. Yeah. And you give all honor and praise to him because I couldn't have done this on my own. But only with him talking to me and letting me know. He knows that you're yes. able. And, and, yeah, but you don't know it until you go yeah. through. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you look That's back, right. you can't even you can't even take glory for it. I you know. know who brought you and how he opened up that dialect. And I yeah. didn't know. Even with my kids, you know, to this day, they have never addressed it. They really? There's nothing wrong with you, Ma. There's nothing wrong with you. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, and I don't y'all see question. how I look? But they, I asked but that and question. I would say, yeah, go ahead. I asked that question about your children and your family because I've had two incidents. One mm-hmm. of a, one of our community members who said um, children go into private school and they were, as they were growing up, the kids would say, mommy, please don't come pick us up. So they were experiencing some kind of embarrassment. Or we had a, a grown-up, another woman at, um, not too long ago that said um, she lived her life, all of her life, from very young with vitiligo. And the family wouldn't include her in things, wouldn't do anything. So, like, ignoring her. So you have these two different ways of people. Two spectrum. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. And that's it's only amazing. because... But, you know, the dynamic, it really wasn't about the child. It was really about them. Right. Because when you, really, yeah. when, you, when you really dissect the whole thing, mm-hmm. they were ashamed. They were worried about right. what someone was going to say to them. Say, or, yeah. or it would reflect on, wow, look how their kid look. Or, I mean, love. If you love, and I know people get tired of me saying it. But love is the main component to everything. Yeah. When you love someone, you don't care about that because deal within. That's yeah. your child. But yeah. my my kids, yeah. and if someone, I never forget Blair, and Blair was so young, and I would take her to um, kindergarten, and she mm-hmm. said, I, this day I had to take her, and she said, stay right here. And she's a little spicy like me. <laughs> she went in there and told the she said she has she has vitiligo. There's nothing wrong with her, so don't y'all worry about it. She can't she ain't gonna hurt y'all or nothing. This is wow. kindergarten. Oh man. And wow. she went in there and cap told the whole class, My she's okay. Don't worry about how she looks. And she said, Come on, wow. come on. 
and I'm a wuss. I'm sitting there crying. Oh, my goodness. I'm crying. And she was like, why are you crying? I said, I'll be okay. That's so Come on, beautiful. Kindergarten. But she was fighting for me. Yes. And, you know, and, and, and my kids, they ain't, you know, they ain't going to let nobody hurt me or talk, right. you know, but they never said, Ma, how you doing through this? Are you okay? Mm. But I knew how to be strong for my kids. I never they can see that you're okay. And they can right. see that you're okay. But you, they would think because I knew how to put on air. I wanted to be yeah. strong for my kids. But I yeah. would come up in this room, you know, or go in my room at the time you lived in Detroit. I would go there and cry myself to sleep. Mm. But I would never let my kids see it because yeah. – they didn't really yeah. see how people would treat me, but people that knew me, they yeah. would fight for me, you know? But wow. I didn't want my kids to ever see me being weak. Yeah. But I was weak, hmm. you know? But only until I realized, and being a mother, you do everything because you want your children to be re- you know, resourceful. You want them to be strong. You want them yeah. to fight the tears that come yeah. against them. You know? Yeah. And you don't want to, I never wanted my kids to ever see me weak. Mm. That's good. But that good. showed me in the process of all of that. And I think that's why my kids, they didn't, they were never ashamed. You know, that's my mama. <laughs> Mom, come on. You know, they were that's never good. ashamed. That's but good. I was, you know, yeah. and the the worst thing, I think, as I started to depigment, I started to learn how to use um, Dermablend. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this particular Saturday, every Saturday, you know, my husband and I, our Saturday ritual, because we didn't work weekends. And so that Saturday, we would do our laundry, go, either we're going out or we're going to go or we're going to stay at home. But this mm-hmm. particular day, I was running late, and he wouldn't let me put my makeup on. He was, oh, and no. he would always say, you're beautiful. You don't need no makeup. And I would tell yeah. him, you don't understand. You, mm. are, you are whole. People looking at me like I'm a monster. You don't get it. he say, but you with me. You're beautiful. But I couldn't mm. get that concept, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. we went to the store. We go to Walmart, and Walmart is crowded on a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm in the aisle, and he's in the aisle, but I'm in the main aisle of Walmart. And I'm just leaning, leaning over the basket, but I'm looking down at him, and I happen to turn. And then I look back, and so when I turned and I'm at the basket, he was getting something down at the other end. Two mm-hmm women walked up to me and screamed to the loudest of their pitch oh. in my face at Walmart. Oh my Everybody just turned and looked. And you know how you could be in shock, but you you just like, and I mean, Frozen. they screamed and then bust out laughing and ran, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, so my mm-hmm. husband, he comes and he's looking at my face and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm shaking my head. And he says, something is wrong. What's wrong? But you know when you're trying to hold your tears in, you know, as soon as yeah. you talk, they flow. 
And I was like, I didn't want to say anything. If I talked, mm. I felt that they were going to get the victory because they'll see me cry. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I couldn't. And so she said, put that, you said a word, put that, let's go. So put the stuff in the basket and we left out the store. And she said, tell me what is wrong. And that's when I start, and I mean boo-hoo, I mean tears. I'm just like this. Oh. He was like, show them to me. I don't know who they were. Two white women. That's all I can tell you. And they're gone by now. And I was like, I could, but I was so traumatized. I could, if they, if I had to pull them, pick them in a lineup, I couldn't. Right. You, right. you know, it, I couldn't. And so he said, okay, well, we'll go, come on, let's go home. I said, no, I didn't cry. I didn't want them to see me cry. Mm-hmm. I said, I didn't cry. They didn't, they didn't say it. They didn't did what they had to do. Let's go on back in here and do our shopping and, yeah. and, and do what we have to do. We went and did that. And that, that is one of the most horrific, I mean, terrible. That, that's horrible, horrible. Yeah. That was one of the worst things I have ever witnessed mm-hmm. in that. But then I had to learn from that. And you tell your children to be strong and, and you feed them with things. But you give to your kids, but sometimes you forget about yourself because you want your kids to go out in the world. You want them to be resourceful. You don't want them to be full of fear. Right. But their mom was full of fear. Mm. And I, putting all those, instilling those things in my children, I, me, woe is me, Mm. I was the weak vessel. Hmm. I didn't love me. I can pour it out into my kids, but I didn't love me. Mm-hmm. And but so that was once then. I got on that. That was the path. Yeah. Where yeah. is Michelle today? And, How are you on this journey oh. today? Well, you see, you can't shut me up. So, Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're good. I'm. I'm speaking so for those that I know that's going through things like what I've went through. So you can't tell me anything that I haven't went through. Right. But it took me 10 years to come up yeah. out of that. And I don't want anybody to feel that they have to wait 10 years because to know you are enough, to know that you're beautiful, to hmm. know God makes no mistakes. Preach and that. if he gave this joy to us, choice. Mm. I'm sorry. If he gave this chore, yeah. and that's what I look at it, it's a chore. Yeah. yeah. If he gave this to us, if I didn't have this, I wouldn't have known my strength. Mm. That's good. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that's why when I see I one that's struggling or that they're yeah. going through, it's my, that, that's, that's me to help pull them because I know where you are. And I know what you have in your treasure box yeah. that you're trying to submerge. But if he didn't give us to the, it, it's almost as if we are going through the fire, but we're coming out shining yeah. like gold. Because yeah. when you look at the outer, that doesn't define who we are. It's what's on yeah. the inside. 
So Michelle, I'm going to ask you to hold for a minute. You're, you're on a good track yes. right now. Hold on for a minute. Okay. If you are okay. out there and you're listening to this conversation and you have a question for Michelle, our special guest, the number you can call with your question, your comments, whatever it is, you can call us right now. We're live at 516-666-9973. Again, that's 516-666-9973. If you have a question uh, for our special guest or comment, anything resonated uh, for you about her journey, please feel free to call us. We'd love to hear from you. All right, Michelle. That is um, a good way to segue because you're on a good track right now. If you can pick up where we left off, sorry for interrupting that, but keep going if you would. Well, no, I'm just saying that that's why if God put this on us, and I still say Mm -hmm. it, he makes no mistakes. Yeah. It's for us to show the world that this doesn't define who we are. Ah, yeah. Any human being, it does not define who we are. And what is beauty? Beauty is not just put in a box. Mm. That's something that spreads wide and abroad through many, but it comes from the inward out. Yes, it does. Anybody can paint a picture. (laughs) You can be the devil himself and paint a picture, evil Mm. is all get out, Mm. and look luring, and then you get tore up and ate up by a voucher. You know, yeah. a vulture. Yeah. You, yeah. So it's not about what you look like. It's the substance that contains yeah. within. In you, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And too many of us, um, when we started, when we started out on this journey, we didn't know where to go, what to do. And in that, like you talk about the fire, those were our refining moments. God knew that we can handle it. It didn't look like That's we true. could, but he was refining right. and fine-tuning. And look at mm-hmm. us today. Yeah. We're beams yeah. for him. We're shining lights for him in the midst of all that we've gone through. Our heads are being held high. We're walking in our beauty, in our uniqueness and, that he smiles at yeah. this. Yeah, and that's where, you know, and even when it comes to vitiligo, yes, mm-hmm. we lose our, lose our pigmentation. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can go through some things, you know. Being dark pigmented, you ain't never think that we would have to wear sunscreen. We never thought mm-hmm. that. I always thought it was for Caucasian, you know. Right. So right. we didn't know. Now I can't, I have to make sure I'm covered. I have Every to make day. sure that I have on sunscreen. Mm-hmm. My first time getting sunburned was when we came to Washington. I didn't even wow. know black people could even get sunburned. God was burnt up, girl. Hello. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. And I yep. had to go to my Caucasian friends, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. None of us mm-hmm. knew what to do. It was like, we ain't never been sunburned. We don't know. Nope. Nope. But we're learning. You know, but in everything, you know, I just want more to embrace themselves and to know Mm -hmm. because we think that we're, this is so bad. 
when yeah. you look at others that have skin disorders, it works that, out there. I mean, that that's so excruciating to their body. Mm-hmm. And then we, well, what about us? You yeah. don't even have to go through half of that. Stop thinking yep. about the thing itself. You know, I understand, yes, we need to advocate. We need to advocate and we need to bring more awareness to everyone. We need to yes. do those things. Yes. But also be mindful. It's always someone worse off than what we are. Yeah. And we don't have to beat so ourselves. So don't. Yes. Don't. Because, and that's all I'm saying. God yeah. puts no more on you than what you can bear. And yeah. either it's to show you where you were or to make you, for you to elevate and come from where. Yeah. And I'm not saying yeah. that we can't have a bad day. We can. We're humans, yeah. But when you have to stop and evaluate and look at it, is it mm-hmm. to keep? Is it to teach me? Is mm-hmm. it to make me better? There you know, you look at those components instead yeah. of staying in a wallow, a wallowing place, and yeah. to be a woe with me. Yeah. So once you can grow and you can learn to love yeah. you and appreciate you and know <laughs> that you are enough. And you Self-love. don't have to be what someone is telling you you should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be what God made you to be, a vessel yeah. to love. Don't hate. Don't mock. Don't point fingers. You know, hmm. just learn to accept people for where they are and who they are. And from you being an example... That's how people change. They look and yeah. they see. Be like, yeah. wow, how do you get to be, how do you just don't try to be something or someone you're not. That's right. That's Give right. me your gift. Be who yeah. you are. Now, there are, and you things, know, yes, in some of us that we can change, but he, yeah. will, he will direct us. You will know right. when you need to, you know what, I yeah. need to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, Michelle, you said your vitiligo started between 2000 and 2003 mm-hmm. or so. Like mine, mm-hmm. it started in 2002. But as we look okay. back, take a glimpse back at our journey. Really and truly. Look how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. doing well. Yeah. We're yeah. doing well. I mean, who would think that I would be sitting talking to congresswomen? I okay. hated government. I, well, I don't want to say hate. I just right, felt right. that they was just, but I'm talking to legislators. Yes. I'm talking to congresswomen. Yes. I'm sitting down, having conversations yes. with aides. Yep. Who? Me? But oh, all I can tell yes. them is my truth. Yes. And when you your tell turn. them your, your truth story. and yes. not not even, you know, trying to give some falsified information, but when you're sitting mm-hmm. And you're telling your truth. Mm-hmm. They, for everyone that we talked to, they knew nothing about vitiligo. You're right. So we're enlightening, we're educating, we're advocating, yeah. we're bringing the awareness yeah. that's so needed, you know? Yeah. And every yeah. time we go, they be like, hey, be like, yep, we, roam, we, we roaming through here again. How you doing? We're back again. Yeah. And they remember yeah. us. 
That's you know, good. so it's just to make more awareness. Yeah. And and my main deliverance is treat people like you would want to be treated. That's right. And if That's more right. people can love, right. if you can love, and God is nothing but love, hmm. but if you you wouldn't want anybody to treat you or mock you, so don't do no, that you... to anybody else. Right. Do unto others. You know, so learn to be of of just humane. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, and it's simple. It's it's not a hard task at all. Simple. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. But you yeah. know it's just I I don't know. I guess if that was the case we would never have bullies, you know, but a lot of people yeah. deal with self esteem issues. And yeah. hurt people, yeah. hurt people. Hurt people, yeah. Turn around and put it on you. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's up yeah. and it's up for the individual to accept it. Yeah. And wear it. And then go down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to wear everything somebody dishes at you, you know? Yeah. Somebody can come and be like, uh-uh, that's your bag. I'm not putting that on today. You can wear yeah. that coat, that, that dress that cloak, whatever, I don't have to wear that. And that took me, you know, dealing with certain things, you know, even in certain situations. Once you start well, Michelle, to grow. Let me, let, me give you, hmm? let me give you a throwback. Mm-hmm. You, you brought it up. 2016, the inaugural World Vitiligo event that we out of Boston helped to pull together. What was that experience mm-hmm. like for you? As you look ah. back, sitting here looking back, tell me about that experience. Sitting there looking back, just before that, you know, we had started our, um, well, Great. 2007, we started our Vitiligo support group. Right. Before that, honestly, I thought, the reason I thought I was cursed, because I had never seen anyone with Vitiligo. There you go. There you go. Right. And one of the reasons why we didn't see too many with vitiligo was because they would hide. They wouldn't come Mm. out. Right? Mm. So Mm -hmm. when um, Lee Lee and I both had had the same doctor, doctor, Mm -hmm. and he said, if I have Lee start a support group, would you go? Mm -hmm. Lee and I are the first. We're the only two. We were the ones that were there and that's still there today. So wow. Steve and all of them and Dr. Rich came later, but right. we were the first two that were there, right? And right. so when I got there and it was standing room only, I cried <laughs> because all those years I thought I was alone. Mm. I hadn't, even when I would go to the dermatologist and remind, remember I told you the two people that I had met, they said they had vitiligo, but they had mm-hmm. went to Dr. Lim and repigmented. Right, right. I still hadn't seen anybody that looked like me. Yeah. So when I mm. got to that room, I cried. Then mm. when we came to Washington, I was just like, oh, Blown away. my God. Yeah. It was just like, it made mm. you feel, and, and I understand when, New ones come. Yeah. 
and I, I never forget, you know, David Thorne and, and Michelle, um, she oh, passed. Yeah. Yes. And yes. when she came, she came to Detroit when we had ours. She yes, stood, 17. We, I stood and talked to her for mm-hmm. over an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And all she did was cry. Yep. Because she said, and I told her, I understand. David Thorne. Yeah. He said, I never felt like nothing. I always thought I was alone. And when he seen all of these people, that even Michelle, when she came, she came yeah. in makeup and she said, I went and took my makeup off. <laughs> So once you come together and you see how many, but yet Mm -hmm. Valerie is still some that are hiding, that won't come out. Yeah. I talked to a woman that said she wouldn't come out of night. It's one lady that was here in Detroit. I don't even know if she's still alive, but she won't. She hadn't been outside, and I don't know when. She would have somebody pick up her medicine, you know, um, buy her groceries, everything, and they wouldn't even come in the house. She would put the money out and then wait till they go and pull the stuff in. Mm, mm, mm. And that's why our communities are so, so, so important. That's why yes. community be it's strong. Yeah, the yes. beautifully unblemished, the vet friends, the fearfully be unblemished. Strong. That's why these communities mm-hmm. are yes. so important. Because I had that encounter with David Thorne in the back of the room. He was like, he came in and he was like bewildered, like, oh my god. And mm-hmm. I pulled him aside and we just had this amazing conversation. He said he's never experienced anything like this. And and that's the feeling that we want people to get when they come together. This is your tribe. This is your family. And there's no there's not yep. gonna be any reunion like this reunion. And that's yep. what we've been pushing for this for years. And I tell you, yes. twenty sixteen was a huge success. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was the that was the groundbreaker. Oh, yeah. And it's oh, growing yeah. and it's growing, you know, and, and, but now we see so many children with it and, oh, you yeah. know, no one in my family has it. No Me one either. has it. Yeah. Find out my father had another daughter mm. um, outside my mom. Right. Yeah. But she had lupus and we know that lupus and vitiligo. But in you, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she had lupus and I have vitiligo and they're mm. both run in because they're both dealing with, um, only thing is it deals with us where our bodies, it's a machine, of course, but mm-hmm. some, we have a deficiency that I had, um, uh, oh my God, why is my mind trying to, um, vitamin D? No, no, no. I mm-hmm. I was anemic. Yes, yeah. I I was anemic, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But the older I got, I'm not anemic anymore. But mm. 
our bodies are totally, everybody's body is different. No one really is the same. You might find someone, but all of our, our, our um, makeups are totally different because what yeah. I can do, I might can do something and you try to do the same thing and it might not work for you. That's right. You know? That's right. So That's right. We, we have to figure, you know, certain things you have to figure out, but our autoimmune systems are totally different because it's made up of our DNA, but the body yeah. is already telling us that we have a dis- deficiency in our body. Yeah. And because our bodies yeah. are machines, it's trying to eliminate right. yeah. Yeah. what they think that is being bad for bad bacteria, bad whatever. Just like you have the flu or you food poisoning. I use that one basically for food poisoning. When you have food poisoning, you know you're going to gurgitate it up or you're going to let it out the other end. Either <laughs> way, right. the body knows it has to it's get out. Fight it. Yeah. So yeah. it's attacking it, getting it out of, getting it out. No, you can't mess up this. So yeah. that's what it's doing. Whatever my deficiency is in my body, yeah. it's thinking that it's bad. It's thinking that it's bad. So it's attacking it. But yeah. it's attacking the cells that create my melanin. So, I don't well, know. Michelle, could you like, believe okay. this? If, if you look at the clock, an hour has just flown by with this beautiful. Oh, beautiful my gosh. Clock. Well, we got to but go, I and I have to get up. Minute or two to if there's someone listening, newly diagnosed, yes. let's say they were diagnosed yesterday, please leave mm. them with an encouraging word. Would you do that for me? Make sure that you get with the support community. Mm-hmm. I promise you, if it wasn't for my support group and me seeing other people like me, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be who I am today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't fight as hard as I fight for the newbies. And I fight yeah. for you, and I'm there to hold you. I'm there to talk to you. So mm-hmm. anyone that says people are going to mock me, they're going to no. You come. Find you a community, and if That's you right. need to go to, um, you can come to my go to my Vitiligo team. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Global Vitiligo Foundation, and you mm-hmm. can find all of this information in your city where you yeah. can find a support yeah. community that we're all affiliated with, the That's ones right. that we're affiliated with. Yeah. So do myteam.com. MyBittleLigoTeam.com. I'm the Strong Detroit, and we also have an 800 number that can give you our information if you're in Michigan. It's 833-BE-STRONG, 833-BE-STRONG. And you can ask for me. I have an extension. You can, however, choose some assistance for wherever you are. And we're getting ready to try to start one up in Chicago. So we're working diligently Amen. to be able Amen. to assist everyone. So don't feel alone. Don't feel alienated that you feel that you can't make it or, you know, your mock. Society has changed. And we want yeah. to give honor to Tyra Banks for opening that up for Chantel Brown. Because if Winnie Hilo hadn't been a face and they look at it as art, now it's more acceptable, but they still yeah. don't know what it is. We yeah. still have things to fight for, and we still have ways to go. 
So I we appreciate a, you, darling, because you know we'll talk for days. But yes. I love you, and I thank well, you for I this thank opportunity. thank you, and I love you, too. Thank you so okay. much for giving me this time. God bless you. We'll do it again. God bless you. Love Take you. Care, Bye-bye. Love you, too. Bye-bye. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. My journey, the journey with Vitiligo, with my special guest, Michelle Hood. And we go back, I believe, since 2015, 2016, as she said herself, she was with us on the Capitol steps in D.C. So there's some history there. And I thank her for telling her story, letting you know um, the journey had not always been easy, but our goal is to encourage uh, folks to keep your head up, reach out to support groups. She gave you uh, the Detroit number, and she can connect you anywhere in the country. And same here in Boston. We're at 844-374-3639. If you're looking for a group anywhere in the country, we can make those connections for you. We're here to support you. We're here to stand with you. Um, please let us know how we can assist you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please, we're looking forward to 2024 for a great year, for some changes. We're looking for people to want to participate, possibly do a show with us. Uh, We won't charge you. You can have your own show. We'll gladly discuss that with you. But, yeah, we want to just... spread the awareness, spread the knowledge, do as much as we can. This is our community, and God has enabled us with um, great doctors around, great assistants, people, as Michelle even said, um, the opportunity to sit with our, you know, legislative uh, folks. Um, Things are happening, and we're just grateful. Listen, thank you for joining, and we look forward to doing this again. God bless you. Stay well. Bye-bye for now.